Welcome to episode six of the What's the Rise podcast. Today we're going to be talking about fascism with our friend here, Joe. Hiya, nice to be with you. Thanks for joining us, Joe and Carl. Hello. Come closer. <laughs> Hello. Me yeah. and Evan and I were just sharing a mic. Yeah. It's quite romantic. It is. It's I've a, all it's the wrong a cable. beautiful picture from yeah. this side. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got Joe on the show today to talk about left-wing politics and more than just left-wing politics to sort of well, you you explain Joe. What do you do? What uh, what who do you work for? You work for a charity, Hope Not Hate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Hope Not Hate's a it's a charity and a limited company. Um, it's also probably worth uh, it's probably worth uh, saying at this point that my uh, first week on the job, my boss sat me down and he's like, I just want to make very clear to you, you, you don't represent the organisation. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> just thought I'd reiterate that here. Anything I do say on this podcast does not represent the views yeah. of Hope Not Hate. Um, yeah, no, no. But I saw with Hope Not Hate, we're an anti-fascist organisation. Uh, so it was set up by a guy called uh, Nick Lulls uh, in the mid-noughties, uh, so I think it's 2004. Uh, and basically what happened was the BNP, uh, which is the British Nationalist Party, they're the only uh, only real fascist party that's ever existed in British politics, or at least in modern British politics. Um, they won a bunch of council seats uh, on Dagenham Council, and no one saw it coming. Nick had worked in anti-fascist organising for years, no one in the anti-fascist left um, had seen this coming. No, or They'd seen it coming, but they hadn't been able to stop it. And so Nick was like we need to do something about this. He set up this organisation called Hope Not Hate, campaign group, um, and um, worked and worked and worked over the next couple of years. And by 2010, the BNP had lost all of their seats on Dagenham Council. Got him. Yeah, got him. (laughs) (laughs) And he did that, like, through a number of different ways, but, like, organising was the best way. Community organising is about bringing people together and just coming to this understanding that, like, it's um, Jo Cox, who I share a name with, she was the MP murdered, Mm couple of years ago and she said this thing that was like we there is more in common than that which divides us yeah and that's like that's that's at the root of all of this and so yeah. like you do that through a number of different ways and like sometimes it's like by bringing communities together and saying look how awful these fascists are but actually sometimes it's by looking at something and being like there's a gb practice in the local community and it's going to be shut down and it's the only place in the entire area where the Muslim population and the white population come together and they're otherwise segregated Mm. and so you bring those two communities together to work and fight for this GP practice and while like saving a GP practice doesn't sound like anti-fascist they become friends though these two communities Mm. so it's about crossing those barriers that obviously naturally people drift to I don't know their tribe you yeah. know what I mean? If yeah, you look yeah, at it like 100%. that, their community. Yeah. yeah and you absolutely. always hear that. It's like, oh, well, they just stay to themselves, don't they? And it's like, yeah, people yeah. do. But if you're saying that, have you made the effort to go yeah. across the barrier and be yeah. like, yo, safe, what's up with the Sikh community? Yeah, you know, exactly. What's going on That's in your exactly community? It. Yeah. Like, because obviously, as people, we're scared of what we don't understand. Yeah. That's like mm. principle, in it? And we yeah. react badly to what we don't know. Yeah. So most of it's just education like yeah. well, and you see that in voting patterns as well yeah. that's why places like London and places like Cardiff um, are labour heartlands yeah, because yeah. there's massive like levels of immigration but people aren't scared of it because they're around it and they live near it every day but you go to the sort of towns called Abergavenny which is not too far from here and you go there and I mean there's immigration but there's not yeah. loads of it not on the scale mm. didn't they have a UKIP thing in Abergavenny yeah there's been there's been UKIP stuff in Abergavenny uh, oh. I don't know which one you mean 
Hamilton. Isn't it? Oh, Neil Hamilton. Neil Hamilton. Yeah, well, so he's now the whatever the Brexit, whether well, they are a Brexit party, yeah, yeah. he's now the Brexit party leader on the Welsh Assembly, despite being English. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I've been better at reading this. That says more about me than I'm like, what's the worst thing this guy could be? Well, that's English. English. <laughs> nah, him and his fucking crazy bitch wife. <laughs> yeah, well, ex, ex Tory as well, wasn't he? You know, yeah, yeah, he was kicked out of the Tory stuff. Fondling money and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then um, proceeded to fondle women. Yeah. And, then, and then now, UKIP were like, oh, he's, oh, he's the one. Guy. This is yeah. the guy. This is the guy. Get him. The chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing with the far right is like that you get up this person who's like by all accounts what you would call an absolute degenerate yeah. and everyone else in society is like well, don't want anything to do with him yeah. and the far right are like should we bring him on do you want to come for a pint or should <laughs> that's we that's their whole thing though. they're like any public they're so shit they're yeah, so yeah, small yeah, yeah. so irrelevant that any yeah. publicity is good publicity yeah. like if Tommy Robinson was found down on alleyway eating his shit naked the far right would be like oh at least we're in the papers yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's literally yeah, how yeah, they were yeah. I mean yeah. I'm sure they were happy when that guy got reported for pissing on a war, war memorial or whatever yeah. mm. because they were like at least we're, we're in the news and that's the dangerous thing though is they do get in the news yeah. fucking loads because of this extremist shit yeah. they do and the news usually report it pretty Badly, I think. Personally. Yeah, the media aren't great at it. Well, and like, it's the, the the danger of the far right is the most important thing, right? The danger of fascism is what you have to understand because it's easy to laugh at these people, and we do, right? Like we were just laughing about Neil Hamilton, and we laugh mm. at Tommy Robinson because he's basically a muppet. But like, we can't just laugh at them. Mm. So we've got a uh, uh, hope not hate. We've got an archive, and it's the biggest collection of both fascist and anti-fascist material. I've read in this Europe. quite. I read. I saw this ages ago. It's online, isn't it? I yeah. So we're we're working on digitizing yeah, yeah. some parts of it mm. now. We're doing a project, and where once a month we're releasing like a story from the archive. Mm. And the one that we released last month was about a group called the Britons, and they were formed in the nineteen twenties. Um, and they're a group of British anti-fascists, and they put together this newspaper. Um, and first, it's the newspaper is called uh, I think the Britons, and then it's called the British Guardian or something publishing this most virulent, horrific, anti-Semitic material, right? They really hate Jewish people. It's all based on the Elder Protocols of Zion, which is a like an, uh, a, a document of anti-Semitic work that was made up by the Russian government uh, in the early 1900s, and all modern anti-Semitism is based off Wiley, the editor. Yeah, yeah, Wiley. <laughs> Wiley's Wiley Russian. <laughs> While he's actually got it just printed out in his house, I think. <laughs> he's like, yeah. which bit of this shall I tweet today? <laughs> yeah, I'm just read this in a video. <laughs> yeah. Do my career bloody blind it. <laughs> but the, this, this group called the Britons, they're publishing this magazine, right? And, and I don't know, they produce like 250 copies each time they publish it every month. So it's easy to look at that and be yeah. like, that's nothing. But we've got a couple of copies in the archive. And we're reading through them last month. And we come across this one edition where the guy who's running the Britons, he talks about, he goes off to... Uh, Europe, and he's going to attend a fascist rally in Europe. As you do, as you do in Murnau in Germany, oh, and he he writes <laughs> that he shared sharing a stage with uh, a guy who's just set up a fascist party in Germany. Oh, I do that. No one, you know, he's not very well known, but this this guy's like, I think he's going to go far. And this guy's name is Adolf Hitler. And ten years later, Hitler's taken power. And ten years yeah, after yeah. that, he's got Jewish people in camps. And within the he's space, got Jewish people, he's got communists. Well, yeah, kill, exactly. Just killing the disabled straight yeah. up, like just gassing them in their homes. Just millions and millions of people yeah. are being murdered. And he's rampaged across Europe, and he's invading countries. And he's on our doorstep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it took him twenty years from being this little unknown guy yeah. on a on a stage with this like weirdo from probably the with like 
left-wing people fucking laughing at him. Yeah, well... You know, probably being like yeah, this yeah, weedy yeah. little twat with a moustache. You know, because yeah. that's what I would have been like, you know, if I was in some socialist no, yeah, party yeah, in Germany. Yeah, exactly. I'd have been like, what's this kind of thing? Next thing you know, oh, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. maybe we shouldn't have laughed so much and maybe we should have put our yeah. foot down. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so it's like, I guess what I'm saying is like, we should laugh at fascists, but we should also stop them. Like yeah, they yeah, yeah. Take them serious. They're dangerous yeah. people. Yeah, they're definitely dangerous, dangerous people. Yeah. You look at the fucking school ideas. shootings in America. You know, a yeah. lot of these fucking crazy kids are fucking yeah. racists. You know, and fascist, mm. and just like most of them, probably. I'll be honest. I think just kids who have fucking read stupid shit online. Yeah, and 100%. have been fucking mm. indoctrinated into these yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah. ideologies, and then go out and commit these horrible things mm. in the name of them. Yeah, d- definitely. But like to avoid that is education again yeah. it's the counter education yeah. and also those people are the scapegoats or set aside by society as well yeah and like if just by laughing at people who you know you would look at and say oh you've got fascist views you're a fascist yeah, yeah. i think by pushing them away further out of society that can kind of create a more dangerous atmosphere oh yeah yeah you know making them the outcast and yeah. then like in the we'd have school shootings in the uk if kids could get their hands on guns do you know what oh, i mean yeah, we're like fascist stuff yeah, as well yeah, yeah. i mean like I've had experiences in the past because I used to, like, I was a member of the Socialist Party for a while and like we did a lot of anti-fascist work. That was the reason I got into all the left-wing mm. politics is because of my anti-fascist views. Like, um, I actually met the Socialist Party at a, when Britain first were meant to be coming to Cardiff. They didn't fucking show up. Yeah, they do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking annoying. Well, it's, it's properly. I was like stood outside the museum with a fucking hammer down my trousers, yeah. ready to go <laughs> fucking kill some fascists, and then fucking they didn't even turn up. Paul Golden is that he's you know he likes to play the big man and he's yeah. all oh, be, I've got my. But they 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 said they came to Cardiff, but what they did was they turned up and they were all wearing like um, the in the picture they put up they were wearing like fucking basically riot gear they yeah. were dressed like a fucking they were going to fucking comic on like cosplaying <laughs> or something and they fucking posted a picture in you know the Asda's that's like right on the edge of Cardiff yeah. they posted a picture in the Asda's car park and then left yeah. <laughs> oh. and we're like great day campaigning in Cardiff <laughs> on the edges of Pomprena <laughs> consider your town taken yeah literally <laughs> but like in Cardiff from doing that I had experiences with like um, the really more sinister side of it like threats yeah. and stuff you know we'd have threats to socialist party meetings which yeah, yeah it, like it was scary you know at times there were posters put up around where my friends used to live of a like sort of fucking Hitler youth kid Aryan cunt with a fucking sword with Joe Stevens head on it yeah Joe Stevens, Labour representative for Cardiff North. Yeah. yeah. Is she Cardiff North, is she? I thought that was Anna. That's um, Anna, Anna, Cardiff. Anna McMahon. She's in Cardiff Anna Central. Anna. Cardiff Central, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Stevens, Cardiff South in Penarth. Mm. But yeah, there was these posters put up and they had like mosques yeah. being bombed in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking police did fuck all about it, yeah, you know. Yeah. I take that shit a lot more serious, you know. And this is post the murder of Joe Cox yeah. as well. And these yeah, are posters yeah, yeah. saying there was recruitment for, do you remember National Action? National mm. Action, yeah. yeah one, of their fucking, one of their fucking rollout fucking new, new yeah, yeah, groups yeah, yeah, yeah. that got turned into a terrorist organisation like yeah. that. Yeah. And they these people were being in the news for like planning bomb attacks and shit. And yeah. they were basically fucking intimidating in the streets of Cardiff this shit is on our doorstep yeah do you know what I mean yeah. it's very real that's it and, and, and that's the that's the thing to know is the, these people don't like democracy mm. and that's that's something that we're seeing in America at the moment 
Yeah. Like, and mm. that's, um, I know it's a little bit off topic for three lads sat in Cardiff <laughs> chatting about, but there's an election going on in America and it's, it is, I don't know, it's a unique moment in history because you've, you've basically got a guy who's a fascist who is also the president of the United States of America. Yeah. And if he's not a fascist, he's at least very, very close to it. And mm. you can realistically yeah. see him getting... See, I would say, I, I personally, I don't think he's a fascist, but I can see he could easily... Slip in that direction. Spin that fucking yeah. steering wheel into <laughs> yeah, the fascist exactly. lead at a moment, yeah. though. He's it's... definitely a fascist enablist, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's from stupidity, even, like, his own uneducation of, like, politics. He's not a fucking politician. This guy. No, he's no. not even a fucking businessman. No, he's smart, though. It's personal yeah. gain. It's all personal gain. Yeah. Because he knows what his base are. Right, he knows people who will vote for him. But you can see in the, in the way that the British fascists on the streets in the UK are intimidating politicians because they don't respect democracy. The fascist or neo-fascist in the White House is trying to shut down American democracy, mm. and that's terrifying. Mm. That's legitimately terrifying, and it's because America is supposed to be this like shining light of democracy, right? They've American got this, dream, yeah. this land constitution. Land They've been fucking on a campaign for the past hundred years trying yeah, to deliver literally. democracy around the world, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they've got this concept of a more perfect union, you know, and yeah. how they've got this perfect version of democracy. And it is, it is legitimately impressive. But this is the first time it's really been threatened from inside. Yeah, and. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's pretty scary. And I think it's like a problem that we see on the left a lot at the moment is that a lot of people are looking at Joe Biden and they're saying he's pretty uninspiring. He's not really my politics. I liked Bernie Sanders. And I get that, right? Like, all of those things are true. I also liked Bernie Sanders in the primary. And it's like... But... And, and, and this, I think, applies to all of politics. It applies to anti-fascism, which is you have to look at a situation as it exists mm. and you have to say... I mean, you have to. It's look. not good, but it's the best of a it's bad. It's the best of a bad. Which I fucking yeah. hate the yeah. saying of. It yeah. makes me feel like such a no, pussy. Yeah, that's, it but sucks, it's true. It? It's it true. That's, it's, the, it's that's the hand true. we're played in the politics game yeah. as well. And you look at those two people. One of them's going to be the next president of the United States. And so ask yourself a question. One of them is, is a fascist and the other isn't. And so you don't really get to play the both as bad as each other card anymore <laughs> yeah, at that point. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. one of these men is going to fundamentally one destroy of these guys the concept of democracy. Pussy grabbing. Yeah. Not like. Player pussy grabbing. I no, mean, like, like sexual assault, yeah, sexual yeah, yeah. assault pussy grabbing, uh, flipping capitalist pig. Yeah, and one of them is just a capitalist pig. <laughs> so yeah, I'm probably just gonna go with yeah. the capitalist pig. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And if like, I had to vote, Luck- yeah. luckily I fucking don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the campaigning of um, elections in America is just insane. Like I went over there once and watching watching TV and it's just being absolutely bombarded by smear campaigns like literally you're watching a basketball game and then boom sleepy joe sleepy and, joe, and phony yeah. kamala yeah just yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. like it's just name calling it's literally like <laughs> it's like that. primary school the here thing is though let's be honest it's not much different to british politics but like if you look at british humor it's different to american yeah. humor. like our smear campaigns are different yeah, mm. yeah i mean yeah, like yeah. the shit that went like uh, went on against jeremy corbyn is like a prime example of I was just like the British media are fucked bro mm. when like because they rinsed Corbyn off like he didn't help himself a fucking bit but they were just doing some mad shit yeah and, <laughs> and like this is the thing this comes back to what I said before right is you've got to take the world as it is I mean like truthfully uh, <laughs> there's a, I'm going to get into a bit of like organising political theory now there's a guy <laughs> called Ed Chambers right and he wrote an organising theory book called Roots for Radicals which was building on community organising theory book called Rules for Radicals written by Saul Alinsky in the early 1970s um, and Chambers talks about this concept of this, uh, concept of the world as it is and the world as it should be as two different places and the only 
time change ever happens is in between those two worlds and all change is friction you can't have change without friction and friction only exists in between those two worlds mm. um but like he also says you can't you can't just exist in one of them there are too many people who either exist in the world as it is and they're incredibly cynical nihilistic they don't believe anything can change and then or you've got people that's it you've got people who exist in the world as it should be being like oh my god imagine a revolution <laughs> in britain <laughs> imagine yeah. how great it would be we'd yeah. all be Fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I look at Jeremy Corbyn and I see a man that exists in the world as it should be. Um, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's it's sad, right? Because, like, there are a lot of problems with Jeremy Corbyn. I genuinely believe that he was either, either anti-Semitic or completely willing to turn a blind eye to it. Mm. Um, I believe that under his leadership, the Labour Party became institutionally anti-Semitic. And mm. that's something that's unforgivable. But, like, if you look at his economic policy, there's an argument to say that this is a guy who's got his heart in the right place. Right, but he's unwilling to compromise. Mm. He he he's, he lives his life in the world as it should be, and that's fine. And like you need people who are willing to do that, but you don't need them to be leader of the opposition mm. because there are people probably on this street outside of us. There is going to be someone I can bet you within a ten minute walk of where we are right now who tonight is going to have to make the decision between feeding themselves and feeding their kids before yeah. they go to bed, and they have to make that decision because there's a conservative government. Yeah. Um, because the conservative government. There they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you listeners can hear that, but probably. But a conservative government cuts core services to the bone. Right, mm. and it cuts things back, and you have people ending up relying on food banks, and they don't see a food bank as like a bad thing. They're like this. This, this is what the conservatives want: is they want these core services that used to be provided by the government to be taken over by individuals, and it becomes my responsibility and your responsibility to feed our neighbours instead of the person whose responsibility it should be, which is the government. Right, mm. and so you've got someone within. 10 minute walk of us who tonight is going to choose between feeding her kids and feeding herself and she's she, sure <laughs> but in, in the hypothetical that I'm suggesting Carl, this is a woman and, all them all them <laughs> and she's going to go to bed hungry tonight because obviously she's going yeah. to feed her kids right and under a Labour government she wouldn't have to do that I'm not saying that everything is perfect under a Labour government but mm. things are better but things are better yeah. and and it's 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 a level of selfishness and a level of privilege that I think Jeremy Corbyn had that he was able to completely exist in the world as it should be. Mm. It's this level of selfishness that you have when you say, I am not going to compromise on my principles. Which um, is funny because that he was like that because he compromised on quite a fucking lot. I well, think. yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, and you well, eventually get well, that. Well, I was into, like, into left wing shit. All I did see was Jeremy Corbyn compromising. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, like, but not even compromising well. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, well, he yeah, didn't exactly. do it when it really mattered, though. That was the main yeah. issue. Yeah, that's exactly it. And he allowed himself to be painted. He allowed himself mm. to be painted. The British press. The, the right wing of the British press, no matter who the Labour leader is, they are going to attack you. Yeah, because which is why you don't hang around with anti-Semitics and anti-Semitic members. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's why you don't go and lay wreaths for people who murdered Israeli athletes. Yeah. Right? Mm. You don't do these things. Um, and, and like you can see it now, right? The Daily Mail tried to write an article about how Jeremy Corbyn owned a massive field and how he was like technically a millionaire. It's called fake news. Fake news. You are fake news. It's all fake news. Fake news. It's phony stuff. It didn't happen. It's all fake news. Oh dear, oh dear. It looks like Joe set off our fake news alarm. He was actually referring to Keir Starman, not Jeremy Corbyn. Back to the episode. Turns out he bought a field when he had a bit of money when he was PPC. Um, He's fracking in it. 
He's he's, he's, it was actually a donkey sanctuary because his 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 mum is is now his late mum, but his mum at the time um, is a donkey. Yeah, (laughs) was a donkey. Was a donkey. Was a donkey. (laughs) I'll show some respect. No, she she uh, she liked to keep donkeys, and she had she built this little donkey sanctuary in her back garden. So the Daily Mail writes this story, being like, "We've got him now, lads. We've got him now. Lamb Baron Kia, Lamb Baron Kia Starmer owns this big field. Turns out he was just like looking after some donkeys and." being a decent bloke but they're going to do it no matter yeah. who you are but the thing about the difference is that, and this is what the difference is I think is that Keir Starmer understands that and he isn't willing he isn't Don't willing to let him betray that and he's yeah. also not willing to enter the fights that he knows he's going to lose but Corbyn didn't get that he didn't Gloves understand everything. <laughs> he was going to respond to anything <laughs> yeah. anyone said Literally, about him yeah. and when you respond to things people assume they're true yeah because you give that thing yeah, press yeah, yeah, if like exactly. someone comes out and says this about you and you ignore it they've said it and it brushes over in two yeah. weeks. When you then, a week mm. later, respond to it, it's back in the press. It's like, if someone says you 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 were mates with IRA members, leave it. Yeah. Don't say anything. Don't like. It's like when people say, if you're accused of a crime, don't fucking apologise for doing it, because you're guilty. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. literally just be like... Yeah. And there, there are areas where Labour's never going to win. Yeah. Right? And the Tories know this, and so they want the conversation. Because it's a national conversation in politics. It's, yeah. It's a big, overarching conversation that everyone in the country has had, and, and it's played out on the you know fucking 10 o'clock news and people's facebook feeds and all the rest but like the tories know dominic cummings is a smart man right he's a very smart man and he knows that sorry for people that don't know dominic cummings you, I mean, you probably heard of him after everything that's happened with him but he's senior advisor to uh to boris johnson to the prime minister and he knows that there are areas where labor is never going to beat the tories and he is going to spend the next four years trying to shift the conversa- conversation onto those topics yeah and the tories spent the last two years doing that successfully and that's why that's why Labour lost the last election, and there's an mm. 80-seat Tory majority. Um, we've had a crazy few years in politics. Oh, it's mad. Back, you know, we've yeah. had, like, what? In the last, like, fucking, what, five years? Like, three general elections? Yeah. That's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. And a Brexit. Yeah, and <laughs> like, a Brexit. This has been fucking mental. Absolutely <laughs> unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a cherry on the cake. It's like, here's a global pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that you're really prepared for. Yeah. respond really late get everyone back to work as yeah. soon as possible I do really find the critics saying oh you know imagine what the, the Labour government would have done in this situation if they had won I mean you couldn't really do much worse could no, you no yeah I think the only thing less likely than having uh, the least competent government in the whole of Europe is having both of them running against each other <laughs> yeah. that's, that's it really yeah exactly I, yeah. I think the main difference would have been that Labour probably would have approached the situation with a level of empathy that the Tories haven't yeah. managed to muster in themselves. The Tories like to pretend they have empathy, right? They like to go on television and say, oh, I'm very empathetic to that. But but Labour is actually actually often capable of mustering some actual empathy. Yeah, um, a smidgen. Like, a smidgen, yeah. Look, don't, I'm don't sorry, get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking scary people, the Conservatives. Yeah, terrifying. They're genuinely scary people. I'm not yeah. saying everyone who votes Conservative is scary. No, not at all. Most of them are pussies, and I'd knock them out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, the leaders of the party, like, the people, the top dogs, millionaires, man, they're fucking nutters, bro. Yeah. These are fucking yeah, nutters. It's, terrible, <laughs> like, it's really terrifying. But um, my big thing is save the NHS. You know, I fuck with the NHS hard. Yeah. I think anyone with fucking half an ounce of sense should. Yeah. It's just, it's just fucking logic. It's just, like, it's not even debatable. Like, the best thing about our country is our NHS, Mm. without a doubt. And, like, the other thing, like, for me, in politics that I just think fuck off about is, like, how much politicians get paid. It's like, you should just have the average ways of the worker in your constituency. Nancy, I disagree with you on this. 
Of course you do. You want to be an MP. I actually, I would rather die than be an MP. That sounds... <laughs> Most MPs I've met are just the worst. Just <laughs> awful. I would hate to have those people as my colleagues. No, but look, when the Char- I think it was the Chartists were fighting for suffrage, right? When they were fighting for, when they were fighting for uh, the we right to engage yeah. in, like, no, no. So even before that, when they were fighting for the right for normal people non-landowning people to be able to engage in the democratic okay, process yeah, yeah, yeah. one of their core demands was that members of parliament be given a wage be paid for the work that they do and that's because if you don't pay members of parliament or if you pay them badly what you are going to get is uh, a house of commons made up of millionaires because the only people who are going to run for it are the ones who have so family money to, or yeah, can like yeah. afford to sustain themselves I suppose that does that does make a good point yeah. you know that I haven't thought of but they do get a lot of money right let's do a game Favourite from each side of the house. Favourite from each side of the house. If you have to, like, the better, I'm not talking like favourite politically, like who's the best character. Who's characters on each side of the house? Because I know mine too, straight up. That's the I think you just are just perfect examples of British politics. So he's he's gone now, but Ken Clark. Ken Clark. Ken Clark, he was an, he used to be a Tory Chancellor Uh um, under John Major, and then he just spent years being just this, like, grumpy old man. (laughs) And then he, he. went at the last election because he got kicked out of the Tory party by Boris Johnson for voting against his Brexit deal. Um, but I've got a big fan of... I'm, 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 you, know, you know, it's like, who's the one Tory that you go for a pint with? It's like, I'd go for a pint with Ken Clark. Yeah. Yeah, you... I wouldn't go for a pint with him, but uh, Rhys Mogg. Really? Jacob oh, Rhys-Mogg yeah. He's like the epitome to me of like, he's just the perfect Tory. Like... <laughs> I love it. I love you, it. You bro. couldn't design a better draw. <laughs> yeah, you could not so draw. And Dennis Skinner on the other side Dennis of the house Skinner. is like, yeah. th- I would happily watch a TV show with them two just fucking doing what they do. The fucking lunatics. <laughs> in like their own ways, they sum up Britain in like, just perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I actually find it quite interesting that you bring up Dennis Skinner and Reese Mogg because for me I would define them as two men who've achieved nothing in their entire oh exactly but isn't that the careers. perfect example well, British yeah, politics yeah, maybe that is the perfect example of British <laughs> politics old men saying shit yeah. in a but room. you've got on the Labour side right you've got you, Stella Creasy she's MP for Walthamstow mm. um, she is I mean like you know there's, there's good and bad things about all MPs but Stella's a campaigning MP right so she constantly fights to change the law on things she took on um, Wonga and all the like payday loan companies wow. and like forced them into like forced a law through that changed the way that they work. They yeah. can't just prey on vulnerable people anymore. Yeah. Most recently, she changed the law so that abortion is now legal in Northern Ireland. I mean, that's like huge, right? Mm-hmm. That's massive. There are women who have this fundamental right stripped away from them that they're that a citizen who lived, I don't know, like just over a little oh, bit of sea away, yeah, yeah, have that right. And she's like, she's fixed that. She's only been in the Commons since 2010. She's been there 10 years, right? But it's like, she has changed so much in that time. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like, that's an MP that I want to look up to. David Lammy, that's an MP that I want to look mm-hmm. up to, right? These people who dedicate their lives, they're, being, they're, they're like, I'm not going to be in government, but I've got a position of power where I can speak out on stuff and I can mm-hmm. do stuff. And like, that's the MPs that I, yeah. that's why I don't like Jacob Reesman. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I don't like Jacob <laughs> I've met him. He makes my skin crawl. He's a fucking weird cunt. Yeah, I'm going to tell a story about when I met yeah, Jacob yeah, Reesman. Yeah, do it, do it. This is always fun. So... Picture this. <laughs> We're back in like fucking my radical days as a radical fucking leftist. Um, I was completely radicalized by Grenfell. Mm. Like I remember being on holiday watching Grenfell and just being like, "This is fucking bullshit." Yeah. 
like people are dying now this shit's yeah. real i was fired up you know and um i'm in this socialist party in cardiff and we get this fucking news that jacob reese mogg is coming to do a talk you know i don't know what the fuck the talk was on but he's just coming to do this talk i remember you telling me about this yeah and it's in this it's opposite this catholic church on a friday and the mass is on in the church the big church in town the big catholic church so it's fucking full and it's like a, a fucking catholic mass going on and then across the road jacob reese Morgie's coming to do this talk and in the middle of this fucking no man's land is like about 30 quote marks young socialists <laughs> and me with a microphone and a speaker <laughs> with like the biggest hangover you know i've been on like a coke bender the night before i'm fucked just like coming down yeah yeah <laughs> it's not what you want to be doing um and then me and my mate go around the corner for a ciggy and jacob reese mogg pulls up in his car and no. gets out to like talk to us and just like hello oh he, so loves, he loves doing that yeah yeah he's actually like, like i'm gonna people. take him i'm gonna take him head on these protests yeah. and answer all their questions respect i actually fuck with that kind of thing you know that's some balls you got some balls on you kid that's what i felt like <laughs> saying to him and he gets out of the car he goes to shake our hands and i'm like all right don't fucking touch me you fucking because i will you might like snap off and he's made of wood and he's some sort of fucking marionette um, i keep a little thunderbird yeah yeah <laughs> but he fucking basically that he gets into this base street debate with these fucking yobbo young socialist guys I'm rolling with and there's this big shouting match Jacob Rees-Mogg isn't shouting he's just chilling the police are there you know and then this guy who I don't know who the fuck he was he wasn't with the socialist party and he like just comes over because we're talking about abortion because that's like the big one people go yeah, against yeah, him on because he's he's got I hold Catholic views yeah yeah. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> um, so this guy just comes stomping in and goes oi oi I want to talk about the abortion thing with you. I want to talk about the abortion thing with you. And Jacob reaches out and goes, yes, yes, what would you like to ask? And the guy goes, what would you do if your missus got raped? <laughs> like, oh my days. What would you do? Your missus got raped and she was pregnant. What would you do? And literally this guy just kept going out of the mass behind us burst this drunken catholic <laughs> couldn't be any more stereotypical and starts screaming at us shut up we're trying to have a mass in here we're trying to have a mass <laughs> what would you do if your missus got raped what would you do and then like fucking jacob the police are there like trying to stir this out and i just grabbed the mic and i'm just like oh Stick your fucking top hat up your ass. <laughs> and literally, it just descends into fucking chaos. chaos yeah. And then, yeah, I sat there after and I was like, well, there we are. We've achieved absolutely fucking nothing. Welcome to the extreme left. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good story, though. It's a good story. I had a lot of fucking fun doing shit like that. <laughs> can you tell the story about how you got kicked out of the Labour Party? <laughs> yeah, can I come back in, please? It's a genuine plea to anyone listening with levers they could pull I'm like I'm done with it now I renounce it publicly it's been done now Joe you hear me so I got involved with this uh, socialist party and they it was like the council election time and they were like oh you go to your local council meetings and propose a no cuts budget and me I was just like yeah that sounds sick I'll do that yeah give me that so I go to my local labour meeting and put forward this proposal for a fucking 
no cuts budget that I hadn't fucking read because I didn't give a fuck I just did what I was told I was like ah, this must be the right thing to do <laughs> um, so I put forward this basically what the uh, the plan was is instead of making any cuts we just take all the money from the council reserves that are there for emergencies and patch over the cuts and I was like they were like this is what you know because I'm going to do my Peter's half impression <laughs> this is what they did in Liverpool yeah militant <laughs> in the what 80s. happened there yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah hundreds and hundreds of people lost their jobs <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I like went and put this forward and basically came out of there looking like a fucking bad dick <laughs> but yeah nothing happened and then they made me stand for council which yeah. was fucking great crack yeah I remember you standing great for that. crack standing that. for council you should do it just yeah. get involved with a left wing organisation they will put anyone forward I'd just like to say if, if you are going to get involved with a left wing organisation it should be the Labour Party yeah it actually yeah, should nice. be the Labour Party just, just a little bit there <laughs> yeah. well hope not hate yeah actually I'm going to yeah. vouch hope not hate fuck Labour just grassroots it change the community bro from the inside don't get involved with the rat race <laughs> have you got any funny funny fascist encounters not me personally I don't, they, they don't let me encounter the fascists so I think they're too hard yeah <laughs> they took one look at me and they're like oh we'll scare them all yeah, off we won't have anything yeah. left to do yeah. no I think they looked at me and they were like we, sh- we should never let Joe near a fascist you'll get fucking battered yeah um, just like a gobby shit he's just gonna <laughs> yeah I reckon you, you're a fucking tall guy he would fucking mush <laughs> some fascist up like they're all ratty stellar drinkers <laughs> I did uh, I did some self defence training and just the entire time the guy was just like just run away <laughs> like, just, just run away it's easier I was well, so you, I mean you talk about getting involved with left wing organisations I remember I went to my first ever protest it must have been 2011 been a member of the Labour Party at this point for a couple of months absolutely loved it was having a great time was way more left wing than I am now you know Yeah. I basically was a As communist but is. I didn't realise it yeah that's what I was like I was just like yeah you go to the extremes when you're young isn't it yeah exactly you're looking for answers yeah and you end mm. up becoming a fucking Maoist or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I went to this protest in London, dragged some of my mates along with me. I had no interest in politics. I wasn't going by myself, so I forced my mates to come with me. What um, was the protest for? It was a TUC one against austerity. I remember that. I mean, I remember Ed Miliband was speaking on the stage Brilliant. at the end. But it was... He's got a great podcast. You guys should check out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. But it was... It was the, the march was so long that we never even made it to Hyde Park. Um, that's what I remember. But I remember we get off the, we get off the tube... I think it was a bank. No, it wouldn't have been a bank. Maybe an embankment. And it's like loud and there's stuff going on everywhere. And these, these guys outside and they're selling newspapers. And I'm like, oh, this is all right. So I buy spend 150, <laughs> buy this newspaper and it's called Socialist Workers Party. Do you want to come to our meeting? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Where are you from? Can we yeah, take your number? Literally, yeah. And they're chatting to me about all this stuff. And I'm like, God, these guys are really nice. I was like, none of my friends are interested in politics, but these guys seem really interested in But This is well exciting. Um, and so I like tuck this newspaper under my arm and we set off into the march and we're walking along and there's uh, like a local like Labour Party you know like local Labour parties go to marches and they've got their banner that's like Greenwich Labour Party Trade or whatever Union mm. banner or yeah, yeah. fancy you can tell sort of where they're from just yeah, by exactly. how nicely embroidery and their banners done <laughs> yeah and there's this guy who's walking with them and he spots me and he sees the newspaper underneath my arm and he he quite clearly in his head goes right so this kid's about to get indoctrinated I should probably I should probably step in and he sidles up to me and he explains to me that the SWP are 
a dangerous organisation who try to indoctrinate <laughs> children and drag them into this what was basically a cult like a left wing cult yeah they um, all are that yeah. Social, oh, yeah, I feel yeah, yeah, bad yeah. saying it because I, I read some of the people who are in it no, they're yeah. not bad people but and the policies. socialist party is a fucking cult as well yeah. it's built mm. around Peter Taff and yeah like, that, that's it and it's all built around personality mm. um, and it's, it's funny to look back on now like I mean almost funny how close I was to being indoctrinated into this hard yeah. left organisation and I don't I have no idea who this guy was that sidled up to me but he basically a saviour. Was a saviour and that stopped stop me wasting God, years of my life on these awful, awful people. Yeah, you um, just go to meetings every week. And yeah. Sit there and listen to some fucking drivel. Yeah, I remember Someone I went to off over Trotsky. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a what was it called? People's Assembly. Oh my god. I, I went to one of them. They had, they had one in Bristol and I was seventeen years old or something and I got a <laughs> train from Abergavenny to Bristol as well excited it was going to be great up the revolution yeah, oh, do you, you hear down. the people sing yeah. <laughs> literally and you sit down in this room and Owen Jones is speaking yeah. and whatever and it's just a room of people being like like just shouting about how much they hate the Labour Party yeah. and it's like guys there's like more happening in this world you know yeah. <laughs> like, how are you ever going to change anything if all you want to shout about is how much you hate the Labour Party yeah man I went to university for £3,000 a year yeah. and English taxpayers paid for that. Mm. And like our entire economy is based on all of the other countries around <laughs> us. It's, it's, I mean, just everything is set up because we are in a political union yeah. with England and Scotland and Northern mm. Ireland. Um, and we're also just stronger when we do all of that together. Yeah, I, I do suppose, but I think a lot of the things that go on, you know, like HS2 being built now, Wales is giving £5 billion towards that. Doesn't nothing to do with Wales. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I guess you know it's kind of like a give and take scenario, but yeah. I feel like we give a lot more than we take from it. Especially, yeah. you know, I think we're we're big enough. That's definitely true. Mm. You've also got to understand though that like if Wales or Scotland leave the union, what you've done is cede England to the Tories forever. The Tories will always have a majority in England. Are we talking about Welsh independence? Yeah, we're oh, I'm going to go and finish off the <laughs> <laughs> So you're going you're to cede England to the Tories forever, mm. right? Because there's always going to be a Tory majority in England. Yeah. And the only way that Labour has a route to power is through the devolved nations. Yeah. Um, and so if we leave, we're just saying to every person in England... Or the working class, life. normal people in England. Because I know it's funny, this is a bit, you know, politics isn't fucking rugby. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the real world, you know, outside of the Millennium Stadium, we should have little to no problem with the English. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And there's, like, a genuine argument to be made that, like, too much policy is made in Westminster and it's made for southern English counties and it doesn't mm. get translated into a way that works for people in Wales, doesn't work for people in Scotland. Um, but it's well, people in north of England. Like, no, well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's the, it's the same argument as the EU, right? Which yeah. is, like... Oh, yeah, we, we don't want we Brexit. don't all, we don't want all the decisions made in our uh, in our country made somewhere else that doesn't really understand what it's like to be here. That's which, true, which but, is a very very valid argument. I but think. but at the same time, there's a very valid argument that you're not going to fix something by leaving it. Mm. And you should front up to your problems, and you should. That's why I kind of I kind of think with the whole Brexit thing now. You know, I've played both sides of the coin and tried to justify both sides of it. But at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, there was parts of the EU that were shit hmm. and didn't work, mm-hmm. weren't democratic or whatever. Yeah, 100%. But what the fuck? Reform it. Yeah. You bunch of fucking yeah. lame ass pussies. No, like, you, let's just change it. Yeah, you've got these people on the left who are like, oh, well, the, ref- the, the EU handled the refugee crisis terribly. And there are people who are being like stranded on beaches in Greece and stuff because the EU's handling it. And it's like, yeah, 
solid. But that's still happening now that we've <laughs> yeah. left the EU. Well, what, you are we not part that? of that now? <laughs> yeah. Now that you're just well, stranded in the fucking channel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All you've done is abdicate your responsibility. You've not actually helped anyone. You've not fixed anything. Because yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, I'm a big believer in like, first of all, I'm a, a big believer in unions. I think that when people work together, they're stronger. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's true both of people and of countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm also just a big believer that like, if you think something's wrong with an institution, fix the institution. And sometimes, fine, you're going to have to burn Especially the institution down and start again. Especially when it's something as big as the fucking EU. Or the UK. You know, we're yeah. not talking about that mate who's got a, a shit missus and you're yeah, like, exactly. oh, just leave her, bro. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah leave That's her. That's completely <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> you're trying to reform a shit relationship, yeah. but we're talking mm. about the fucking EU here. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, one of them's a dodgy girlfriend and the other one's yeah. the institution that kept peace in the entirety of Europe for like 60 years. <laughs> it's like yeah yeah but I do think Westminster is a difficult thing for yeah. us to actually get what we need out of you know yeah definitely, um, definitely. and I don't think the Welsh Assembly is just making enough decisions at the moment ah, fuck Welsh Labour Welsh Labour is shit yeah so who are you guys going to vote for in 2021 we're running this is where me and Evan announced <laughs> what's the Raz 2021 <laughs> Corbyn hot or not <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, okay, did, so you, yeah, so did you actually want me to answer the question <laughs> yeah. or not? Uh, probably not. Maybe probably, yeah. I've never seen a picture of young Corbyn. It's like you know, he's no, seen, I'm pretty sure he's been the same age since, <laughs> since yeah. he came out of the woods. Yeah. Like, since know, he's he got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you see a picture of young Joe Biden, and you're mm. like, oh, you know, I would. That's, I don't keep up with American politics. Young Hillary so Clinton, bad, you know, like but I've never, I've never really seen young, young mm. Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, he was doing the picketing. Uh, yeah. I've seen that picture, yeah, yeah. That's all I've seen. I've seen him also in the back of. He's not fucking young, but I've seen him in the background of Tony Benn's oh, Iraq yeah, yeah. War speech, yeah. which is a fucking moving speech. I listen to that every now and again. I'm like, fucking hell. Do you remember the good days before Iraq? Yeah. And then it was just fucking news round with a rack on it when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, just that. news round having to report on the war on terror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pull these That's, up. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking mental, <laughs> yeah. bro. Just watching this news report on the war on terror and then fucking Raven comes on. Like, Yay! Let the challenge begin! <laughs> oh, it's funny how uh, it's all painted that these people going over to fight over there are like our heroes and they're fighting for our freedom and stuff like that mm. I and mean, really it's just like you're ruining people's lives man like the way it's painted <laughs> is just it's so fucked ah, it's fucked bro like I feel bad for people that are in the army like yeah, I just yeah. feel bad for them now because like I think bare people join the army thinking they're gonna get mad respect and it's just there's no wars bro like sick big up everyone that fought in world war Two. Even some German forces, you know, the Wehrmacht, have our respect for people who are just serving the army during a world war. You know, obviously not like SS and shit. Fuck them, deserve to die. Um, I'm glad they're dead, to be honest. Um, but like, now it's just like, what are you fighting for, bro? Didn't we learn this in Vietnam? Wasn't that like the lesson of pointless wars and going to fight in them? You come back and people spit at you. Because they know now, people know, we've got the telly. People know you're not fighting for us. Yeah, well, and- mm. I don't know, the, the legacy of Iraq is like long and complicated, right? And there's a lot of really shit stuff that's coming so out. So up in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but, one word. One, one word. One word is Iraq. Legacy of oh. Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like one of the legacies of Iraq, one of the things that's come out of it is that as a country we've become scared of um, intervention. 
Yeah. And like for me, that's actually a really worrying thing, right? In the late 90s, we intervened in Kosovo and we stopped a genocide. Mm. And that's massive, right? That's so important. Yeah. And because a couple of years before that, we hadn't intervened in a country that was like next door to it um, and a genocide happened. And the UN literally let the people carrying out the genocide walk in because they didn't have the authorization to stop them. And like that's 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 nuts, right? Like you've literally got armed troops who could have stopped the genocide. Are oh, you gonna do a genocide? And they did. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, are, mate. We are. On one set, I just gotta make yeah. a phone call. Can, I stop Can we this stop them? <laughs> no. <sighs> Guns down, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enjoy yourselves, lads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, if you look up uh, Srebrenica, it's mm. literally what happened. If you look up Grazda, it's literally what happened. Um, and then a couple of years later, we did intervene and we stopped the genocide, right? This is all like the Balkan stuff. And then Iraq happens, and then you come up to Syria, 2013, 2014. Yeah. Assad is gassing his own people. Like, yeah. he's literally using chemical weapons against his own people. And David Cameron says, David Cameron and Obama put together an international coalition, which, by the way, was one of the big things missing with Iraq, was yeah. there wasn't an inter- international coalition. But with Syria, they put together an international coalition. They said, we're going to go and stop. We're going to stop this dictator from murdering his own people. And because, and because Britain's politicians and Britain's people had become so scarred by the Iraq, of Iraq and had yeah. become so scared of intervention, Parliament ended up voting against that and we ended up doing nothing. So the YPG had to sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's, that's mad, right? That's mad, yeah. The like, we are the, such a wealthy nation. And we, 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 we didn't are, get involved. We did we nothing. We've got this massive out. army and it's like, if we're going to fund this huge army, let's at least send them to do good. Right? Let's at least send them to stop genocide and stuff. Do something. Yeah. I mean, fine, let's not invade countries so we can nick their oil yeah. on like a dodgy like dossier. When there's actually, says there's, but when there's like when there's wars to be had, why yeah. aren't we fighting the wars that are there to yeah. be had, you know? Yeah, like, when the UN is literally like showing footage and being like, This guy is using chemical <laughs> weapons to kill his own people. I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> Scratching their heads. Yeah. And obviously, like, foreign policy is super complicated. And mm. I'm not going to understand it. We're not going to understand it. There are people who are so much better at this than any of us will be. But I don't know. You're walking along the street, you see someone getting beaten up on the other side of the road. You're going to. Well, I know what like happened last time. You're going to go to. Yeah, that's it, right? But you're not going to think like that. Yeah, like you're gonna go. And stop. You're gonna go and do something about it. You might, at the very least, you might call the police, right? But you're probably yeah. gonna go and intervene and stop that from happening. And like, I don't know. I don't. I normally get annoyed when people try and boil down complicated concepts like foreign policy. And stuff <laughs> it's a tiny little analogy. Because it's not someone getting beaten up on the other side of the street. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I believe that, like, as one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Um, we have a duty to protect human rights. Like anyone exactly. with wealth has a duty yeah. to protect humans. That's why yeah. you have your vast amounts of money. Yeah, Not exactly. so you can fucking private yeah. jet around the world. Yeah, don't be a fucking Bezos, basically. Yeah. What I'm exactly, saying. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. I think in relation to having a duty to the rest of the world as well, like at the moment with being able to take refugees, I think that's yeah. an amazing thing to be able to do. Like, yeah, absolutely. Rather than be like, oh, these people are coming over here and they're, you know, taking taking what we've mm. what's ours really it's like we built a country that is so like it's actually a heaven for a lot of people yeah somewhere, somewhere where they can go and create a new life for themselves and get away from all this danger like mm. isn't that like that's a cool thing that is that's sick. dope yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like the top shit that like yeah. charity is like the ultimate love that we're in a position to give it and then people are just like we've done nothing. I don't want to give it. Oh, no, I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And like the thing is, they boil it down with so much fucking 
bullshit. Oh, Taking yeah. our jobs. Yeah, there's yeah, not yeah, enough yeah. room. No, you don't like them because they're brown yeah. and you're fucking yeah, exactly. racist. Because, Be yeah. honest. Germany's taken something like 200,000 refugees. Lebanon's taken millions. We've taken like 17,000 or something pathetic mm. like this. When yeah. I was a, I, I, I was a, I worked at a students' union, right? And we, with the students that we represented there, yeah. we ran this campaign uh, and we got, um, it was Barnet Council, it was a local council. We got them to resettle a bunch of Syrian refugees. Really great. Some of the first in the country yeah, to be resettled. Cool. 50 Syrian refugees got a new home in Barnet. Um, right. I do feel a bit sad that they had to they live in Barnet. 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 <laughs> like you get plucked out of Syria and then you're like, oh, shit, Barnet. now I'm in Hendon. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they've got this like nice new home. And like after they arrived there, we did a lot of work like with them to like settle them in. We got some of them onto courses at the university. And I met this guy. I'm not going to tell you his name because like, yeah, he's a yeah, resettled refugee yeah. and the far right are fucking awful people and they'll try and track him down. But like, this guy, he's been to the camps in Lebanon. Like, his home got bombed in Syria. Mm. He, him and his family escaped. They went to these camps in Lebanon, which are, I'm, I'm certain, like a horrible place to live. He ends up getting to the UK, right? He's been given this new lease of life, or he's been given this new opportunity for life. Um, and, like, realistically, what anyone would do at that point is just, like, be like, okay, I'm just going to, like, live my life now. It's been hard enough. This guy gets cancer which like sucks and I'm chatting to him and I'm like mate you've been through so much like what are you actually going to do and he's like oh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm training I'm going to be a dentist and I was like what are you talking about and, he, and he's like well this country's given me so much I want to give something back and it's like mm. mate like you've got cancer you can like take a bit of time off break, bro, yeah. he's going through chemotherapy and he's still training to be a dentist because he's so grateful for what the country has given to him that he's so desperate to give something back to the country yeah um this is the like, thing we don't understand. What the, we we can't fucking process yeah. what it's like running from war. No, yeah. like we do not know what the imminent threat of a daily occurrence of people being killed around yeah, you, exactly. your family dying, being in a large percent of your life. Yeah. Like oh, they could die today, and chances are them dying. Yeah, and then coming fleeing across fucking Europe in a dinghy and shit. Yeah, getting to this country. I don't know, however they do it, on a dinghy in the back of a lorry, whatever, yeah. and then being treated like a fucking smuck by our government, finally yeah. getting rehomed. Trau- I know from my, like, tamed experience of life how damaging trauma can be to yeah. a fucking person. Yeah, 100%. So imagine what the fuck these people are going through. And imagine standing on a beach in France, and you're looking across at the, you're looking at the English Channel, and which, I mean, no one in their right mind is like, I'm going to cross that. Yeah. Unless you you're in a fucking ferry, right? Yeah, <laughs> no one's yeah. gonna. you're off on your holiday to the Bondi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything smaller than a ferry, you would not cross that. Yeah. Area. Imagine what you have to have been through in your life to put you and your family on a little rubber dinghy and go out into that sea. Imagine mm. being on you the beach what? in like, Turkey and making that decision. That you're do you know how I was looking at, bro? Imagine standing in, in England, looking over the English Channel to Calais or France, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can think back that. I think it was 80 years ago this year, fucking British-American Canadian forces went across that channel to yeah. fight fascism, yeah, to yeah, fucking yeah. make sure there was this fucking helping hand yeah. where people needed it, to crush yeah. this fucking disease. Yeah. And now we're fucking saying no to these people that need our fucking help. What the fuck's the respect to those soldiers that died? Like? Yeah, mm. Dunkirk. Yeah. Dunkirk, there's a, an ex- exploratory force sat on the beach there made up of... You know, a couple of different nationalities. Yes. Yeah. When those boats went over, they didn't just pick up the British troops and say the rest mm. of you can fuck off to your fate. Did they? <laughs> they picked them all up and brought yeah. them back. Mm. And it's like, imagine standing looking over at France from, from Dover, from the mm. English Channel. 
if the three of us got in a car now, drove to Dover, should we do it? Just like pitching a road trip, right? <laughs> drove to Dover, stood and looked over that channel, and then I was like, right, who wants to get in the dinghy? <laughs> no, None no, of us would do that, right? Yeah, no, Imagine much. what would have to happen to us to get to that point where we get, oh, into yeah, that get in dinghy. the dinghy. And yeah. then people Imagine... think that they're doing it for like 30 quid a week or something yeah. that they get no, from the yeah, government exactly. here. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's what they're going to live off for the rest of their life. Yeah. They're there to reinvent themselves. They're there to... You know, give a, give a chance to their children. not get murdered yeah. in yeah. their yeah. own country. Yeah. Like, I've people, got to tell you, to get in that dinghy, like, if you need to fucking sit there and happened. fucking watch fucking videos of people being shot in the fucking head to get yeah. into your fucking head, how traumatising and horrendous that is. Yeah. Can I seriously suggest you get on the dark <laughs> web and find some videos of people being shot in the head? Because you need to fucking understand how horrendous that is. I'm just saying, these people that can't fucking empathise with that. Mm. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, Where well, are you yeah, to be fair though, like, on that note, like, desensitivity is such a, a massive thing as well. And yeah, you, see, yeah. you see all these people going across the channel and stuff and like Sky News... Holding, oh, up, holding a boom over from these people, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty people on a drowning, on a little like dinghy. fucking d- bailing out water with a fucking tarpaulin. Yeah, and oh, just yeah, asking yeah, them, yeah. and people are looking at it and they're like, oh, okay, this is just TV. They're like, whilst yeah. they stood on a fucking yacht with loads of space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we're desensitized, right? I remember like five years ago when that that um, Syrian child that washed picture up on the beach, yeah. washed up face down mm. on the beach, and that, I cried when I saw that picture. Mm. I was mm. in floods of tears. Floods of tears. Yesterday, I get the Guardian pop-up notification that says a 16-year-old boy is just drowned in the English Channel. And I, like, I went, oh, that, that yeah. fucking sucks. Again. Yeah. And then I went back to my work. Mm. And, yeah. like, we have become desensitised to it. Yeah. And, like, we, the, like, woke liberals... <laughs> Have become. I don't I mean? refer to myself as that. No, yeah, that's well, yeah, like we're the woke li- blokes. Woke blokes, yeah. Blokes. <laughs> I'm also, you know, frankly, I'm I'm a socialist. I'm not a liberal. Yeah, but yeah. Like, you know, as in like like you know, have like held the left, like liberal yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like we have become completely desensitized to it. It's like, mm. can you imagine what it's like for other people? I know. Yeah, I think just in general, all of the footage that is out there from wars and yeah. even just like violence and just watch Tally, World Star Hip Hop. Like, this is just all like World Star. Yeah, <laughs> World Star, World Star, yeah. sex game shit. Yeah. People forget that you know it's real people in these things, and yeah. you know these are things that people won't forget for the rest of their life. Yeah, unto us just like five seconds of stimulation yeah. from our phones. So just yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, pay more attention. I think a lot of that desensitized aging does come from, we see these things, and like you said, you cry when you see a Syrian child five years ago, and you, you find yourself on this living this life and this career where you want to change that, and you realistically see very little mass progression in that area. Yeah. So of course we're going to become desensitized, we're like, oh well, that's just how, that's the way it is, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that song, fucking... I think it's called That's the Way It Is. That's the way it is. Yeah, it seems like I'm being the same. Changes by Tupac. Oh, I was thinking the, the sample. The like, the, like piano one. Diddle-oom, diddle-oom, diddle-oom. Yeah. yeah, it is yeah. Changes, yeah. but it's like the original. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, the Changes by Tupac is more relevant because he's like, things are never going to change. Yeah. But so, I mean, look, this is an interesting poem, right, Carl, which is like, yeah, like if you if you think, if, so that, that time frame, right, if you think of the boy washed up on the beach five years ago to where we are now, have things changed? Yeah, but for the worse. Yeah. Like, things have gotten worse because like five years ago, they drowned in our sea. Five years ago, the world was shocked by that picture. Today, Pretty Patel goes and does herself a nice little video where she looks like a Bond villain. And it's like, <laughs> things have gotten worse, but things, things, things will, right? Unless we do something about mm-hmm. it. And it's like, if, if there's one thing that I think everyone in this country, especially on the left of British politics, needs to nail into their head or like tattoo onto their foreheads is that the, the arc of history isn't written. It's not just an unbending arc that things are going to get better, right? Anytime 
that anything has ever gotten better in all of human history is because people have done something about it. (laughs) The only way that we got civil rights in America was because Martin Luther King led a march and because John Lewis went and sat at a at a counter and was like like spat at and he got his head caved in on a bridge in Alabama and it's like when we built the NHS it was because the Labour Party spent years building the groundwork and then people spent five years fighting fascism and then were like, we need actually something good to come out of this. And so mm-hmm. they voted for Labour and they built the NHS. And it's like, the only time, the only time that anything good has ever happened, that we've ever made change, is because people have come together and they've worked and they've organised and they've organised is the key bit of this. They've brought people together, they've inspired people and they've worked to make change. Mm-hmm. The arc of history will not take us to where we want to go if we just sit on our hands and hope that it happens we have to stand up and we have to do something about it um and if you're not willing to do that then you're failing bang we're wrapping it up there There right? we go. that is literally the perfect ending like that was sick joe like it's been such a pleasure talking to you and having you on we'll obviously plug your instagram and you know everyone go and check out and support the work of hope not hate yeah because that's that's real on the street vanguard shit you know which is what we need in in our fucking society and be kinder to each other as always i'm gonna plug it with a little bit of the bible love thy neighbor as you love thyself you know what i mean that's a simple fucking statement from jesus so you know we know what we gotta do you know that applies to everyone so be kinder to each other yeah and change doesn't come from sitting on our asses yeah Mm. We're sat on our asses right now. We're sat on our asses. Yeah, we are, we are. Unless you're making a podcast, change doesn't come from sitting (laughs) on your asses. Yeah. Nice one. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Joe. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the What's the Rise podcast. We were talking to Joe Cox from Help Not Hate. Be sure to check them out. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, what's underscore the underscore raz. And we'll speak to you guys next week. Cheers.